When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Yes, g'day, good morning, good afternoon. Whenever you're listening, welcome to the Supercoach 365 Team update podcast, and geez, there's been some news, some action floating around this weekend. Of course, we're recording this the morning after the night before. The All-Stars game, of course, probably didn't live up to its hype or the spectacle that we've usually come to see at the fixture, but nonetheless, a pretty good hit out for both teams, and I think more importantly for all players and all super coaches watching on, uh, no major injuries to come out of the match, uh, or that I'm aware of anyway. Watching on, there didn't seem to be any. Uh, getting stuck into things this morning, I uh, thought it was important to put out this team update uh, podcast and it's uh, another busy week um, in terms of, I guess, news floating around the Supercoach world. Payne Haas has uh, rolled his ankle or he's done some damage up there at the Broncos and he looks like he'll be out for a month. Obviously, that coincides with his suspension to start the season anyway, but um, might just put a, a few more question marks over Payne Haas's head in terms of his value or his ranking in terms of draft pickups uh, for players playing the draft competition. Anyway, uh, geez, in, in floating around. Otherwise, uh, Jack Bird news that, well, he, last week this time he was playing in the back row and then, of course, he runs out in jersey number three for the Dragons in their trial. He comes out and says he wants to be a centre. So for mine, his value or his stocks, they significantly decrease uh, I think Birdie is built like a back rower, has the skills to play in jersey number 13 if you wanted to be a more of a ball-playing forward. Uh, he wants to play in the centres, and I can kind of understand it from his perspective. He's had so long out of the game injured, just wants to get back and find some regular minutes and avoid some injuries if he can. Of course, Birdie, I brought him into my team on the back of the news that Jake Avarello went down injured. Thankfully for the Bulldogs and for Jake himself, we've had some updates through which say that uh, he's still a massive chance of playing for round one so that news in mind I've, I've been more than happy to re-include him in this team I said in my original team reveal podcast that I look for these little advantages you can get over the game and I think it's just smart and, and common sense to do so so if you can find a player like Avarello, you know eligible to to play in that CTW slot on Supercoach but he's going to probably get 
65 to 70 touches a game for the Bulldogs. Obviously, his creative stats are going to be much more uh, better or inflated than those of other CTW options. So happy to have Jake in at my center wing slot. But again, before we get too far amongst all of that, uh, let's just backtrack a little bit. We'll go through the full team again for those who haven't uh, caught up or those who haven't listened to the first Team Reveal podcast. It's all right. We've got you covered here. So let's get straight into it. At the back, unchanged for mine, Tommy Travojevic and Ryan Pappenhausen. Still go-to strike weapons in that key slot at fullback. High ceilings, again, talk around that Pappenhausen is kicking goals. If that is the case, then I think he justifies that price of $629,000. That's if he doesn't already. I mean, obviously, premier player in the game and only getting better with age and with more experience at the top grade. To the center wing slot, and last week when I uh, obviously updated this team, as I said, after Avrello went down, I had Jack Bird there alongside Charlie Staines, Tessie New, and Dane Laurie in my run-on side. Some changes here, um, probably some key changes here as well. Uh, Jake Everello comes back in. Obviously, there's still that question mark over whether he's fit for round one, but $331,000, uh, I think there's just some... Some good money, and that's a good reason to include him. He's obviously cheap enough, and I think he's going to be uh, one of the Bulldogs' main focal points in their attack this season. So Averello comes in. Jack Bird goes out. Uh, Charlie Staines remains. Dane Laurie shifts to the bench for mine, and Jason Saab comes in off the off the reserves into the starting team, and that's because I picked up Remus Smith in place of uh, Bailey Simonson, who's dropped, and I've found a bit of cash elsewhere, and I'll get into that in a moment, but... Remus Smith, I think he's probably one of the unknown commodities of this Melbourne team, and it's rare that you get to say that about Melbourne, just so consistent and ever-present in the top four. But Craig Bellamy has demonstrated over such a long time that he has the ability to turn these sort of players uh, into genuine superstars of the game. You look at Vunavalu when he arrived at Melbourne, he was very raw, very fresh, uh, didn't perhaps have the knowledge of the game as Bellamy you know, had had the luxury of with other players in those positions at other times. Just thinking back to other wingers that he had the luxury of coaching, obviously. Um, you know, there's kind of diamonds in the rough. You think of Steve Turner, uh, Premiership winner with the Storm, Adam Quinn. Uh, these kind of no-knockabout, no-nonsense sort of players that can get a job done. Now, I'm not saying Remus Smith is one of those type of players, but what I'm saying is he's not the big name. Marika Korobedi, another one you can add to that list. Um, just did wonderful things when his time at the Melbourne Storm. I think Jerome Hughes will come on even more so this year, and he probably has to in the absence of Cameron Smith. I know everyone thinks, and it's easy to think, that Munster just assumes the main role, and he probably will. Let's be honest, he will. He's just the, the dominant playmaker, the origin player. Don't discount the work that Jerome Hughes has done to improve his game, uh, playmaking, assisting, creating tries in the past couple of seasons since he has shifted to that number seven role. And he'll be playing on that right side with Remus Smith, and just from memory, the, the amount of times in the in the back end of last season where Hughes kicked for Vunavalu to score a try, really like the potential here for Remus Smith on that right side. And another thing which has gone unnoticed, I think, I actually had a look at Remus's stats in the past. He's obviously had some interrupted seasons through injury or otherwise, but let's. I just want to cast your mind back to 2018 here. The Bulldogs finished 12th. Remus still managed to average 52 points per game as a centre winger. Uh, and in that, he's in his career or his time spent in his career at the Bulldogs, he's scored something like 24 tries from 49 games. So that's a strike rate of about one in every two games. I can only see that improving at the Melbourne Storm. So again, happy to go with Remus Smith here to start the season. I think he can only improve at that price. 
Uh, and again, some questions, I can hear them coming down the line already. Well, what if he doesn't get the spot or it goes to Isaac Lumi Lumi? It doesn't really matter for mine because Lumi Lumi is a cheaper option anyway. So uh, either way, I will be playing with the Storm right winger, I think, in round one. As I said, Saab comes back in. Some good hype around Jason Saab at the Sea Eagles. Tessie New to the bench. Dane Laurie, he's gone back on the bench for mine here as well. Again, these things are pretty easily changed. And another key inclusion, a new name in this lineup that uh, I haven't mentioned in the past to this point, Greg Marziu, uh, former Greg Lalesio, obviously changed his name for family reasons. Um, he's a Titan in 2021. Well, he's been on the cusp of first grade for some time now with Parramatta, but um, former starlet in the under-20s competition. He's lit up the New South Wales Cup as well. He's just going about his business here at the Titans. He scored a hat-trick at the weekend. Prefer him at that price to a Joseph Sawali, purely because I think he's probably more chance of getting a game, uh, one injury in that Titans backline, and I think you'll see Greg get a run. So just to recap here for those playing along at home, uh, my back five or my back nine, including the reserves, Tommy Turbo, Ryan Pappenhausen wearing the purple on the bench, the armband or the reserve playing role. Uh, in the centres, Jake Avarello, Remus Smith, Charlie Staines, Jason Saab, and on the bench in that backup CTW slot, Tessie New, Dane Laurie, and Greg Marziu. Now, obviously, those players are a little bit more expensive than those other centre wing options that I'd put forward in previous team lists or uh, podcasts, and however way that you're inducing or injecting this sort of content. And that money has had to have come from somewhere. Now, this feels like I'm going against every part of my nature and every bone in my body. But I've had to sack Cameron Munster. I can't do it. Boys, I just I can't have him at that price. Cameron Munster, $620,000. 38% ownership. They say premierships aren't won in March when you're picking a super coach team. They certainly can be lost. And this is a decision that he's either going to have me right in the, in the running for 50k or out the back door by round three. Let me give you some numbers behind it because I've done this thinking and it's not a it's not a decision I've made without some serious consideration. Cameron Munster at that price, I've got him losing about 50 grand by round three. Uh, and if I can get him in, and I know, I know the old gospel, the old saying goes, you don't burn a trade for less than 150 grand profit. I'm happy to do it for 100 grand because I think at the end of the day, if that can get me to a gun hooker, if I can have two gun hookers, if I can have Grant and Cook by round four or five and Munster, I'm already in front of the game by round five. And I think that that's when you need to have Munster in your team by round four, round five. I don't think you need him for round one. Controversial, I know. But let me just run you through my thinking here. Now, dating back to 2015, or 2016 rather, every season after 2015, I will say, in these stats courtesy of NRL Supercoach Stats, if you're playing Supercoach and you haven't been on this website, I dare say that you should have this in your bookmarks bar on Google Chrome or elsewhere. So over the course of five seasons here, so a pretty large sample size, a fair sample size I'll say, Cameron Munster's round one average has been 66 points and that includes two scores of over 100. His round two average, uh, 56.6 average including one score of 100. Uh, Let's round that up to 57 for argument's sake here. Uh, And his round three average 57.2. We'll round that down to 57 for argument's sake here as well, uh, with one score in the 90s. So if we were to run that rolling three-round average on Cameron Munster against his 2021 draw, which is not an easy one to start the year. I think they start the year obviously down in Melbourne, taking on the Rabbitohs. Then they go up to Parramatta on a slippery Thursday night at Bank West. Then they're out to Penrith the next week. So 
straight away, I've got them playing three teams in the top five by season's end, themselves included in that list, in the first three weeks. So for mine, it's not out of the question to think that Cameron Munster might have a quieter start to the season here. He might, you know, not necessarily put up a score of 100 or 90. I know he's going to be the chief playmaker. I know there's rumours around that he's going to kick goals. But if that season average from last year of 70 points per game is to drop by even just five points per game, already he's losing $45,000 by round three. If you can make that money elsewhere, immediately it's a $90,000 turnaround by round three. You're already halfway there to to trading up a a number nine to a second gun, which is why I had the money on Braley from round one. Um, And again, Braley remains. We'll get up to my number nines in a second. Who do I replace Munster with? Well, for mine, there's only really one option, and it's not Cody Walker. It's Jack Whiten. And again, he's probably at a cut price compared to these other two, and that's because of his average was quite down on these other two. So all things being equal, um, he's probably fairly priced for what he returned last year. But I think Jack can start the season here with a real bang. I think the Raiders have arguably one of the easiest, if not the easiest, first three weeks to start the competition. Let me take you through it. They've got the Tigers down in Canberra on a sunny Sunday afternoon, 4 o'clock kickoff. They then go to Cogger to take on the Sharks. Question marks over the Sharks, how do they start the year? Then they go back to Canberra to take on the Warriors. So immediately, if Jack can post some scores there, he probably only needs two scores over 70 and one close to 50. Let's just say average 65 those first three fixtures there against two of three teams that didn't make the top eight last year and the other one barely scraped in. If he can take that average of his from last year, 58 to 65 here in those first three rounds, already he's made 60 grand. So you couple that with Munster's losses, you're already 100 grand in front or close enough to by round four. I think then's probably a good time to trade Jack out. Uh, they then head on up to the Gold Coast to take on the Titans. Then they have the Panthers and the Eels in the next couple of weeks. So two defensively good teams there, the Panthers and the Eels. Jack could probably not struggle. The Raiders might not struggle, but hard for him to consistently keep building on those performances. Whereas Munster then goes uh, in round four. Uh, the Storm have the Broncos back down in Melbourne. Then they take on the Bulldogs. So this is purely a, a smash-and-grab sort of exercise here for mine to start the season. Uh, I do want to be playing with Munster for the majority of this season. I just think there is money to be saved and both made at the same time. And again, these are the sort of decisions that I feel like you have to make and you have to go out there and make a standpoint. It's easy to sit back and be a part of the 38%. And to be honest, it's it makes sense. I want to I want to win this game. I want to win this money. I want to win my leagues. I want to win everything that I ever do. So that in mind, I'm, I'm going to go with Whiten. Again, I think he's the Raiders have a great start to the year. I think if they come out firing, it all has to be on the back of last year's Dahlia medalist. And again, I'm not doubting the Storm because how often has it happened over the past decade? A champion leaves, you doubt the Storm. They make the top four. They win the comp. They prove silly. But Cameron Smith going... Obviously, they had that connection there. Smith, especially in 2019, I think you'd see it probably three to four times a set. Smith would always go left to Munster. How does Harry Grant fit into this equation? Does Harry prefer not to go left so often? Does Harry want to take the line on himself? So again, I think you just it's, it's a maths game and you've got to take the emotion out of Supercoach, which is tough to do because I love Munster. I love the way he plays the game. I love the Melbourne Storm. I think they're fucking clinical, professional. Uh, exemplary, the benchmark. So many times they've done it, and they're probably the best chance to go back to back since the Roosters, and and 
even then, I think they're a better chance to go back-to-back than the Roosters. And the Roosters already have proved that they did go back-to-back. So, yeah, I'm taking the emotion out of it for mine. This is purely a money decision. Um, Points, again, I I just think it comes down to numbers here. So, for mine, Whiten has a chance to grow that price in the first three weeks, whereas uh, Munster, I think, is probably... Uh, it's not unlikely that that price of Munsters will will dip a little bit enough to be able to then just almost do a straight swap, maybe even come out more in front than what I'm anticipating here or what I'm hoping for at least anyway. That said, and I know there's going to be some narcs out there who actually drill down on this, I did the same thing for Whiten's uh, numbers. Let me just turn the page over here. Whiten's numbers, same time, uh, same time frame. Uh, 2020 to 2016 going backwards he's rounds one two three average combined averaged out at a three round rolling average of 51 points that's on what his current price is would lose money as well again that's probably not too much of a surprise though because a lot of these big names are set at a price that they do lose money so it does kind of the game does encourage you it does reward you to play outside of the box to find the cheapies to make coin to then buy the guns later on at a reduced price so for mine i'm not too concerned about this uh, a lot of this as well white was playing fullback so again uh, the data is a little bit skewed there so too with munster he was playing fullback in 2016 i think uh, on this list so anyway so that's not 5-8 let's just keep this rolling here so whiten in at number six tex hoy on the bench at number six uh, Nathan Cleary, captain and half back at number seven and Luke Metcalf comes in here another change at the backup number seven role uh, word around this week that Sam Walker is obviously not going to play number seven to start the year and the more I thought about it I thought he's probably I don't even think he's second in line there to be honest I think that if an injury happened in a big game or you know, if they needed to turn to someone in a big game, I'd probably have uh, Drew Hutchinson. Again, a steady hand, safe. You know what you're going to get. He's not going to win you a comp, I don't think, but he just has to do a job there next to Cleary. Then I'd probably have Adam Kieran ahead of Sam Walker again. He just has that NRL experience, a bigger body. Uh, again, you could probably trust him to make his tackles, to do a job, to not overplay his hand against the 18-year-old who's obviously still growing into his body. So that's why I've gone with Metcalf here as opposed to Sam Walker. Same price. And with Metcalf, again, he's, he's here at halfback on Supercoach, but I think he's probably more of a chance of getting a run in the number one jersey for the Sharks if Kennedy is to go down. Dugan, uh, I know he's had his troubles with injury in the past. So, And again, he proved himself in the trial, Luke Metcalf, against the Dragons. I thought he was superb. So again, not really expecting Metcalf to be there for round one or even in the first month, barring injury, to start this new season. But... I've got him there purely on the fact that I think he's probably more of a chance he's higher up the pecking order at Cronulla than what Walker is at the Roosters. Moving forward, a few changes here in the back row. I've I've had to drop Jason Tamalolo. Again, much like the Munster call, I feel like that price is too steep for, one, his anticipated minutes, but also he's going to have to come out and have career-best points per minute in those 55 minutes or whatever he plays, and he's still going to lose money. Again, it's a maths game, so I'm just going purely off the numbers here. I don't think Jason Tamalolo at that price. I can't justify him $641,000 in this team to start the season. just want to spend that money somewhere else. So I've lightened up about $60,000 here by going with Jake Trevojevic back at that uh, 2RF slot here alongside Crichton and Madison. Trevojevic, I think he was down on his best last year. A lot of that, I think, comes back to Tom not being there. I think these two, much like the Stewart brothers in their heyday, they thrive off each other's performances. I think Kieran Forenback helps Jake Trevojevic as well. Um, I like Jake with that, you know, 
Obviously, he gets through the tough stuff, but I think he's got a bit of creativity, a bit of spark in his game. Foran will bring that out even more, I think. So Jake Trevojevic for mine, true, tried and tested performer. You know what you're going to get from the manly back rower. And again, so he sits alongside Crichton and Madison, two guns by their own right. Davey and Murdoch Masilla on the bench, they remain. I've dropped Sean Bloor here for Jordan Riki. Um, I'm really impressed by Riki, and obviously he was on the radar uh, of mine and a lot of super coaches already, but... Uh, again, news through this morning from uh, Wacko's Whispers in the NRL Physio that Sean Bloor's under a bit of doubt for round one uh, with a finger injury, I think it was. Um, so Ricky for, for Bloor, bit of a not a straight swap as such because Ricky's a little bit more expensive, but I think game time considered, um, the team's hopes considered, I really prefer Ricky here. In the front row, uh, only a small change here. So I did have uh, Stefano Utukamanu from the West Tigers. He's gone. I've replaced him with um, Holler from the Cowboys. A uh, little bit more expensive, $203,000 as opposed to the $186,000. So spending a little bit more money there, but that money's obviously been freed up by dropping uh, both Tamalolo and Cameron Munster. Up top to the number nines, and nothing has changed here. Still running with Damian Cook and Jaden Braley for mine. I said it in my initial team reveal podcast that the reason why I've gone with Braley here is because I want to invest that money in the number nine slot because I do want two gun number nines. And I know you say, oh, well, you can always make money elsewhere and then upgrade you know, the players. But for mine, that just means I have to trade out two trades in one week as opposed to maybe just running with the one if I can get a straight swap. And look, I know that's pretty unlikely that after, I don't know, five or six weeks that Braley's price is going to rise enough and Grant's price is going to drop enough that they meet equally. But those other trades considered, Whiten coming in for Munster, Travojevic in for Tamalolo. It's essentially to free up this money spent in other positions or to allow me to spend money in other positions to then upgrade these guys to guns later on. I think the race to get the guns the quickest is how you're going to win this game, how you're going to win your leagues, how you're going to win or be in consideration to win the $50,000 at least. So uh, for mine, I'm playing the long game, but in that there are shorter games, the games within the games, if that makes sense. So uh, recapping, big changes for me this week, Munster out, Whiten in, Tamalolo out, Jake Travojevic in, some changes on the bench as well. As I've said, I'll put all this up at supercoach365.com.au. I'm sure there's going to be some feedback, some reaction to all of this, and I'm more than happy to hear it, more than happy to hear your feedback, your criticisms, what you love, what you hate. Uh, As we say every time we finish this podcast, you can get in touch with us at supercoach365 across all of the social handles. Uh, And again, if you are listening to this and you do appreciate this uh, podcast and the way that we think, the way that we kind of break down the numbers behind the game, Please leave us a favorable review. You can do it at the podcast uh, via the Apple Podcast app or, I don't know, like us on Spotify, follow us on Spotify, uh, do whatever you do elsewhere as well. Uh, Big thanks again. Uh, We'll be back next week, early on next week, actually, with some uh, more draft-focused podcasts. Uh, We're going to run our eyes over the top 20 or our prospective top 20 draft picks heading into 2021, keeping in mind that drafts are going to start to happen in the next few weeks as we get ever closer to round one. Can't wait for that as well. The footy continues next week. Uh, Charity Shield, a couple of more trials around the grounds as well. So we'll preview a little bit of those. But as we say every time, have fun. Uh, That's what this game's all about. Play it your way, more importantly. Uh, Thanks for support. Thanks for listening. Uh, We'll speak to you next week. Imagine. 
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.